1: This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast.
2: Welcome to Hardwood Handicappers. It is December 26th. JVT out today. You get Kelly Bidlin and Zach Cohen, the duo edition without JVT. JVT's a busy man. He's been filling in on follow the money, covering a bowl game tomorrow. Uh, Far more important than Zach and I. Zach, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'll do well. I mean, I might be seeing JVT. He's out in Phoenix to see uh, UNLV Kansas, so I told him to hit me up if he has some time.
2: Oh, yeah, look at that. We could have a hardwood <laughs> handicappers handicappers uh, Phoenix uh, uh, party. I like it. There you go. Absolutely. I forgot that's where he... That's and Stormy's weird here, weird. too, so
0: the v uh crew out in, out in Arizona.
2: Wow, there you go. Okay. It could be a party. Uh, wait, are they working the same game? Just like, I, just like she
0: and Tim Murray were? I think that she is working the sideline. I think that JVT is just out here to see. He's it. Radio, right? I think he's doing. Oh, he's Maybe, just to see it. I, I don't know. Radio. I could be wrong. I thought he. Was, I thought he just came out to see it. I'm not positive. Oh, Okay. All right. Well, sorry,
2: JVT, for ruining your uh, <laughs> vacation time. I thought you were working. I assume he's always.
0: Working. He worked this morning. That's for sure. He was on. Follow Yeah, the he money did. Week. He did work early
2: this morning on follow the money. <laughs> um, all right, so Christmas Day action, Zach. I know you and I were both. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast on Sunday. We made wanted to make sure we got out got that out for you for Christmas Day basketball betting. In full transparency, I don't know that Zach and I were able to watch as much as we wanted to before this podcast. We were just complaining about uh, different uh, different Christmas parties we might have been ended up at and didn't exactly have the uh, uh, TVs in exact control that we would have uh, ideally liked. <laughs> to be able to watch all the NBA with the NFL going on Um, as much as I love the NFL, Zach, that, that is, can we not do this again? Like that's especially when you're, if you're trying to spend any time with family friends and then there's that much NFL and NBA going on, (laughs) like I, I can't handle it. I was almost
0: overwhelmed by it. Yes. It's too much. And like the people that I was with, they can't understand that. I'm like, these games are terrible. Like, even though they ended up being somewhat close. I'm like, these matchups are not good. Like on paper. So I'm trying to watch the basketball games. No one wants to watch it, but me. So I ended up watching the first half of Nick's bucks on the TV. And that was until the first football game started. Then I watched the second half of that on my phone, put the phone away for a little so that I'm not, you know, the jerk at the party. But then I watched the entirety of Celtics Lakers on my phone Uh, skipped the Heat-Sixers game And I was back at my place for uh, Suns Mavericks. I watched the entire game on (laughs) on my TV for that. But watched three to five.
2: Yeah, I was in and out of stuff, too. It was uh, the same sort of thing for me. It was making me even more enraged watching. I watched the entirety of Bucks-Knicks, you know, for the second time in a 48-hour span, (laughs) making making me even more angry while I was watching it, knowing that I was going to be leaving for a party soon and missing most of the other NBA games. Uh, I was very upset. What I was not upset about, though, was that my team total 121 and a half got over on the Milwaukee Bucks. So, for all the times we're going to complain about bad beats on here and you hear everybody complain about, about bad beats, you always got to remember the lucky breaks you get. And that was definitely one that was uh that was a luck getting home on the, on that one as uh it sure looked like it wasn't going to get there with a couple minutes left and the Bucks put in, what well, they, they scored 71 points in the second half uh, to help get me over that team total. So, I'll say Thank you there. I'll say thank you as well. I was distracted enough at the party, Zach, to not get in on the Lakers while I was waiting for waiting for injury reports to be finalized, which is probably another thing I'm just gonna go off on. Of. Like this Lakers, this Lakers injury report crap has to end. Like it's this, this this is terrible. It partially ruined part of my Christmas with how much <laughs> I was looking for in, just injury confirmation. That or or confidence, sorry, confirmation that neither LeBron James or Anthony Davis was actually going to be injured and missing (laughs) this game because that number kept ticking up all day. And I saw a five and a half out there and I'm sitting there I'm at this party, checking Twitter, trying to check the, you know, all the all the great fantasy, uh, uh, you you know, uh, player trackers like underdog and fantasy labs and all that stuff, just waiting for news on them. But I missed somehow. Missed the news. missed tip off. Don't get in on the game. I know you were on the side. I apologize because we both looked. We both liked the Lakers. We didn't get the number move. Um, luckily, I another one. I got lucky that I didn't make the bet. So
0: uh, you did watch the game though. What, what did you take away from that? One? I mean, I got crushed on that game because I had, I suggested it to you to play on the Lakers plus three, and ended up getting all the way to five and a half. I personally added a little bit more on the Lakers at five and a half. So it ended up being yeah. an ugly A for me. I, I, it's just like the, the Celtics, the last two games, have, they've been a complete buzzsaw. Like they've looked like every bit of the championship favorite that they were expected to be when they got Drew Holiday, you know, added him to Chris Depp's Porzingis. Porzingis made probably the biggest mark in the game to me, in my opinion. I thought that his rim protection was out of this world. But the Lakers, for me, are becoming a team that like they're almost harder to read than like the Pistons. Like it's like we know that the Pistons are going to be bad every night, but the Lakers go out and they you know kind of whoop the Thunder on the road the other night, and then they come back home for a LeBron Christmas Day game. They looked all out of sorts. I mean, they played a few good spurts of minutes, mostly because like Tori and Prince started hitting some big shots from three, you know, contested threes. But yeah, I, I don't. I have a really hard time getting a read on them.
2: Yeah, it's uh, I I did. I think I said it on the podcast on Sunday that I was I was going to be watching that Porzingis uh, injury information. And that way I thought I did think his kind of rim protection was going to affect things a little bit. Uh, I, I pretty sure I brought that up on the podcast and that it might affect me staying away from, from betting the game in full transparency. I was totally ready to fire on five <laughs> and a half. Uh, regardless, I just missed it. Uh, but yeah, I I hear you there. It's just amazing at, at the age that he's at. I, I know Anthony Davis had 40 points and 13 rebounds, but it's still amazing that LeBron is as is as important at this age a, a, as he is. Because it just feels like feels like when he has a big game, this team this team can beat pretty much anybody. And when he doesn't, it they don't they can't. And and that's probably perfect evidence of that game from yesterday, right? Anthony Davis puts has big numbers. Uh, but you know, he's he, Torian Prince helps out. You're not really getting much help el- elsewhere and the Celtics just have to do enough to kind of easily cruise to a victory there. So, um, that was that 76ers heat. I don't know if you were in, I can't remember if you were involved, but I know me and JVT had big bets on the Sixers and then we got fun Joel and Bede news. What was that later on Sunday, right? Yeah. Later yep. on Sunday that he was going to be out. I was already invested uh on on the sixers uh no jimmy butler so I, I do i do have to say that for the heat but that ended up getting blasted there uh Heat win that one 119 to 113 uh, and then the nightcap was entertaining uh my uh i did have an over on that one that got home 128 114 mavericks Luca scores 50 has 15 assists another big game for him any anything else you wanted to hit on with those
0: games zach I mean, I had Booker over eight and a half assists at plus 110. I ended up going three and two on the day. With regards to the Mavericks-Suns game, you know, it was kind of weird because, you know, today it feels like the sky is falling for Phoenix. I actually, I thought it was the best they've looked offensively this season in terms of generating open looks. I thought Durant and Booker played pretty poorly, but the ball was kind of flying around to the point that they were actually overpassing. So I do think it looked like they, you know, conversations were had about how to get other guys involved uh, you saw, you know, big games out of Grayson Allen and uh, Chimezi Betu. And, you know, Eric Gordon was a little more involved after saying that he wants to be more involved. So yeah. I, I do think that, like, the quality of shots they were getting were was really good. I do think the Stars will play better moving forward. But, man, Luka was so good. Like, that step back, he was just getting to that whenever he wanted, going to it in situations where he didn't even need it and he was just hitting everything. Like, there's something about the footprint center that brings out the absolute best in him.
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Just, I mean, you know, look, this is a game I watched like second half of, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but yeah, you peruse down the, uh, down the box score. And it's, I mean, one of the biggest things I take away is how many, how many, how many Phoenix Suns were in in double digits scoring wise, right? That is, uh, uh, you know, outside of Durant, Durant and Booker, at least if you're getting three plus guys at double digits, uh, that's, that's pretty good. One question. Do you think we should be, uh, I'm looking Eric Gordon, two for seven from three in that game, six for 12 from the field. Like you, like you mentioned, he, he did, uh, did have a little bit, some comments about his kind of, you know, not getting shots and not getting the ball. Is that a, is this one we should be filing away for whatever they play next to be looking at over his point proper over his three pointers made?
0: That's a good call. I mean, if, if Beal doesn't come back soon, which I mean, I think it's, it's going to be somewhat soon. That mm-hmm. is a good call. I do think that they're going out of their way to get him involved more. Even he had some, you know, some drives to the basket. Like they were, they were letting him bring it up a little bit. It's it's just a really interesting team right now. I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw Woj's report on NBA today. I mean, not, not even report, but he said that like Durant's visibly upset. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. That, think, and that yeah, means yeah. that the, the Suns, yeah, the Suns are like, you know, on, on a short timeline, but like, that wasn't reporting that was just what he's seen and people go like it he's visibly upset i see it on his face yes exactly
2: yeah i think that's what i'm circling right now for tomorrow of i I think an eric gordon prop uh looking at over you know over points or maybe three pointers made uh could be a good play against houston tomorrow obviously houston though one of the better defensive teams uh in the league but that is I, i it always cracks me up with some of these guys like Kevin Durant, I know you need help. Like nobody's saying you're you need to do this all on your own, but at the same time like you are the freaking star of <laughs> the team. You know, like yeah, I, it's in in like he's one of these guys that's been through this multiple times now of like teams doing everything in their power to surround him with you know with enough firepower like he, things can't be helped sometimes like injuries and stuff like that. And it feels like whenever Kevin Durant gets upset, that's what's going on. It's like yeah. well, what, like a star's injured, right? What do you yeah. what do you want? Like I I don't know. Whenever I whenever I see stuff from him, I feel like I'm rolling my eyes. Like all the time.
0: The supporting cast, like right now, isn't that bad either. Like you do have Grayson Allen, like one right. of the best shooters yes. in the world. Gordon's a good shooter too. It's like they should find a way to step up. Like Booker and Durant were the reasons that they didn't win last night. The two of them didn't play well enough. Uh, it is funny mm-hmm. though. It's like. Yeah. Like, like I said, like the narrative around this team is so bad. Like they're going to be inserting Bradley Beal into like (laughs) Josh Akogi's minutes who like, who won't even shoot the ball. You're getting an all-star in that spot. Like it's, it's probably going to be fine.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm with, you. And honestly, when I saw the Eric Eric Gordon comments, like I, I agreed, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this, the whole idea was you brought him in here on a, a, what a veteran minimum salary, right? Wasn't, isn't that what they signed him to veteran minimum salary? Eric Gordon when we were all concerned about what the depth was going to be on this team. Yeah. I I get it from Eric Gordon's standpoint. It's like, especially when you're looking around all that's out there is Booker and Durant right now and no Beal. It's who the hell else you going to pass the ball to. Yeah. Like, yes, he's kind of next, uh, next on the pecking order there. So I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of agreed with him when I saw those comments. And then uh, I guess we had one of the games that me and you didn't catch a whole lot of, but I guess Steve Kerr has a foul problem uh, in the NBA. I don't really know what the, uh, what the big uh, to-do is there, right? I mean, Jokic, right. you, 18 free throws. I mean, we've, A, we've seen worse. Uh, I'll say that. And B, I just always go back to the, I always go back to the what we always said about Shaq back in the day of how often he'd get fouled. And it just doesn't look like a foul because he's so freaking big. And yeah, sorry. Today's NBA is dominated at the top by two. By two I'll, I'll even throw in three guys that are bigs in Jokic and Bede and Giannis who are freakishly athletic and talented and they've picked up guard-like abilities like a James Harden back in the day of the ability to draw a foul and I I, I'm just I'm not gonna say his his comments are completely unwarranted but Zach these guys have just that's a skill like I always get I know people hated those Rockets teams with James Harden because of how many free throws they took all I looked at at is is okay you are you are playing within the rule book, and James Harden has master- at that time had mastered the skill of getting to the free throw line. And yeah. sorry, that, that skill to me is just like any other skill that you can have in the NBA. And if you can get to the line and get points there, good on you. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if you felt anything about that, but I was just like, what does he complaining? about?
0: No, the Harden discourse used to be horrible for me because, like, I like he was an expert. Like, he would bait you into grab, like he'd bring he the ball his, low, yeah. bait you into reaching, and then he'd get you. So, like, that was an absolute skill. And like, you look like at this never, team,
2: it's not like he was ever Russell Westbrook. It's not really like he was never freakishly athletic, yeah. right? That was my favorite part of it was that <laughs> he developed that skill, not like LeBron who just and Giannis who barrel at the rim <laughs> and you know we're gonna get fouled, right? Like that's why I respected it from Harden. And yeah, I think it beat in Jokic probably beat beat better than Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. But like they they've developed the ability to draw some draw some contact. Like,
0: yeah, uh, I like I feel weird even talking on this cuz I didn't watch the game, but like look at the Warriors lineup. They have no actual big man out there that can really guard Jokic. So they were probably slapping the crap out of him.
2: Right, right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. just don't you know it just feels more like warriors complaining because you know the thing the, the season's not exactly going uh great uh, probably more so than anything um did want to hit one more thing before we get to today's card with you because i know you wrote about it up at visa.com uh a little bit of rookie of the year conversation you and i started uh it started started off the air which i do find fascinating i'm gonna open up the floor to you first right now the odds uh, right now, the odds: uh, Chet Holmgren minus one fifty-five, Victor Wembanyama plus one twenty. Um, Jaime Hawkes Jr. is your th- is third on the od- odds board right now. After he had what thirty-one yesterday, yeah. I believe, for the Heat, <laughs> uh, he is thirty-two-one uh, to win Rookie of the Year. And then I all I always said, "Wow," was because I didn't realize there was such a big separation. Then from there on, your next next person on the odds board is Asar Thompson at one hundred and fifty to one. So as we stand here on December 26th, it, uh, if, if you want to go off the odds, we're basically down to a two-horse race, maybe two-and-a-half, uh, but probably two. Zach, you wrote about it. I'm going to open up the floor to you first because I do think this is an interesting conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, we, we brought it up to today because I was telling you how Victor Wembenyama questionable. After, you know, missing the Mavericks game the other night after stepping on... Was it a security guard's foot uh, turning his ankle? Like- I, I, it was, it was. I thought I think it was a team personnel member, but I I don't know.
2: Someone standing yeah. by the damn baseline that shouldn't should have been standing there. I, I me and JVT <laughs> took it a little bit differently, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I know JV. I think JVT's problem was it looked like Wemby was walking perfectly fine after. That, that is my
0: I, issue with it. Oh, like-
2: okay, okay. <laughs> in, 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 in yes, I saw that too, and I kind of thought the same thing. But like, it's always. I I have problems with a lot of like the NBA sideline stuff that's going on. It's like, it's pregame warmups. There's plenty of room. Why is there a dude even standing there where this could possibly even happen? Uh,
0: Yeah. uh, There shouldn't have been a guy there, but I will say like, I barely saw him turn his ankle and it's like, he, he missed that game fine. But the fact he's questionable, you know, two days later in tonight's game, that's pretty surprising to me. And, you know, it comes two games after, you know, they played him only 22 minutes in a blowout loss to the Bulls. And Pop has kind of said, like, I think I've been playing him too much. I need to start limiting his minutes. So you get that. (laughs) It's kind of just becoming hard for me to see how Wembenyama is going to steal the award from Holmgren. I just kind of think the Chet, we're about a month away from seeing him named to an all-star team. Like, he's been the second best player on a Thunder team that is a legitimate contender in the Western Conference. All the advanced stats say that he's playing like a top 15 player in the NBA. Uh, You know, when you compare him and Wembenyama's, like, counting stats it's almost even but but Holmgren's shooting better percentages from the floor better percentages from three a little bit better from the line not that that matters but when you combine that with the fact that he's you know already a borderline defensive player of the year candidate which probably a little better than Wemby on the defensive end but then he has all the efficiency offensively I just kind of think that Chet should be a closer to minus 300 in this market and I only think like I really only think the only thing that could stop Holmgren at this point is an injury. But I do think if he makes the all-star team, that pretty much locks it up because I don't see an all-star not winning rookie of the year. So
2: I think this is I, it's really interesting and we didn't really plan on talking about this too much today, but I have been sitting back for about two weeks now wondering if this is just the time to unload on, on, on Chad Holmgren in this market. Um I it, It's tough. I know that I think the first thing that worth mentioning, yes, we're talking about betting a minus 150, 155 with... Uh, what do we have? Four months of regular season play left to go. Right, yep. I, that is that that is worth mentioning. But as the odds will basically tell you, what the sports books are basically telling you is this is a two horse race. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't really think there's a third person you need to worry about. I think I I do think that. I don't know. I, I don't know if you agree, Zach. But I I think it's down to two. Like, I yeah, for idea. sure. I think it would be beyond stunning if someone actually worked worked their way up into the race with these two because you are, um. Wemby, I'll say Wemby is probably playing even better than I expected uh to see him this this first year. I really thought, uh, kind of like you're alluding to with, with with what they might do tonight. I really thought they were gonna take things real slow with Wemby. I mm-hmm. I think they're uh, still think. There's no reason to rush. Your team is crap, you're not going anywhere, anyways. Um you know any kind of tweak of an injury, but especially I'm just talking overall game development, right? It's take your time developing, developing everything you do with Victor Rembenyama because I really do think he could be that special of a player. So the fact that he is putting up 18 and a half points per game. I'm just gonna These stat lines for both these guys are ridiculous. I'm just <laughs> going to read through them. 18.5 points per game, uh, 10.7 rebounds, 2.8 assists, three blocks, 1.4 steals. That's for Victor Wem and Yama. Uh, and then Chet Holmgren, 7.2 points per game, uh, almost a steal per game, 2.7 blocks, 2.4 assists, and eight rebounds a game. Um, so like you said, those guys are pretty similar when you're talking about the kind of basic accounting stats like that. I wonder. The only thing I wonder about, and I think this is what's held me back for a couple of weeks, it's, to me, I've watched a lot of Thunder games uh, games this year. Everybody knows I've been hiding the Thunder the past couple of years. I've got a season win total over on them again. Um love SGA. I man. you've talked about that plenty. But uh, I watch these Thunder games, and man, more games than not, he looks like the second best player on that team. And we're talking about that team that right now is looking like one of the better teams in the Western Conference. So... The question to me is, what ends up taking over? Like, do we was the hype of Victor Wembanyama? Was it just going to be the hype, and now that he's here, we don't care as much? Or is the narrative of Wemby gonna, going to carry throughout the entire season? Actually, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say carry feels like it needs to pick back up, right? Mm Like the the excitement or love over Wembenyama feels like that's kind of died down since the season's a couple months in. Everybody's gotten a chance to see him play, gotten to see him play against some marquee opponents. Okay, now the Spurs are back to playing, you know, they're playing pretty poor basketball and they only have four wins. So do we not really care? And that's not going to get brought up again, really that much this this season. And we're going to look and see Chet Holmgren playing on one of the better teams in the Western Conference. I know there was a long way of getting to a question, uh, Zach. Sorry, and for everybody out there. Um, but the question, I, I guess my point is, are we going to get a Wemben-Yama hype train at some point again this season that's going to derail this? Or no, is that story already done? Like, are we already moved on from that from the hype around Wemben?
0: I think we've moved on a little bit because there was a Lakers game a few games ago on December 13th where he had, like, 30 in a really big spot, played really well, and there was less of, like, the huge buzz around it than there was like when he did it against the Suns earlier in the season. I think that people have kind of, you know, made themselves a little bit used to him. And I do think just if I just think if Chet makes the all-star team, that that's a wrap. And I do think we're kind of getting there. I think if he does that, that's going to be that I agree with you that it's a two horse race right now. I think Hawkeyes has done really well to even get himself into the first, you know, first team all rookie. Like that seems like a lock to me. That's really impressive in its own, but Mm -hmm. I do think it's a two horse race. And I do just, think there's too much from Chet in terms of impacting winning, which I wrote in my column, by the way, like that's not Wemba Nama's fault. He was drafted to a worse situation. Correct. I don't know what they're doing with him. by not playing Trey Jones, like, and actually, you know, prioritizing, making him a winning player. But yeah, Chet entered a perfect situation, a winning situation, and he's done absolutely everything he could with that opportunity.
2: And that will be a factor, right? I yeah. mean, like that will be, a f- in, in my opinion, should be. The fact yeah. that you are – playing well on a team that's winning and contributing to that should absolutely be a factor uh, in rookie of the year, in rookie of the year race. We just don't often see it that much, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's, you yeah. don't really see a good player, you know, show up on a good team, you know, and you don't often see a rookie who's in his second season either, but you know, <laughs>
0: like, There are games where he just doesn't shoot the ball either. Like he's, he's just perfectly fine. Just being the rim protector when he needs to be, when they need him to, he'll step out and hit threes. Like he'll go finish at the rim, but there's no like real, role for him in the offense that's defined every night. So he's really only cares about winning and he does he does a good job of showing it. Yeah, this
2: is uh I'm glad you brought this up because I think that if there is anybody out there who told me they're 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 gonna go bet that and bet that today, Chet Home are gonna win rookie of the year, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. I I've been thinking about it. I like I said for a couple of weeks it's been circling around in my mind like is this the time? Is this the time? Because like you said, I can't remember if you just said it or if you said it, said it off air, you know, is he going to hit minus 300 like in three days and we're going to be pissed off that we never bet it? Yeah, there's a good chance that happens. It really feels like we're on the verge of that occurring at any moment. I think, evens having said all that, Zach, I think I'm staying away from now. Again, that long runway just left in the season. Both of these guys, I I, I I hate to bring this up because I hated when people always brought this up, but okay, yes, the slender builds. Is there a possibility an injury <laughs> occurs? And I would hate to be betting a, betting a huge minus 150 price, uh, you know, and then we get some bad injury or something like that to check. That would suck with this much, this much time left to go. Uh, so I think I'm going to stay away from now, but I completely understand where you're coming from. And if anybody wanted to bet that right now, I do think... I think the things you got working in your favor is I do think there is an advantage to Chet right now in that race. Uh, odds reflect it, maybe not as much as they should. Like you're like you're saying, Zach, I do agree with that. Um, and, and yeah, the fact that that Wembenyama hype has kind of quieted down, and I think the Thunder, the hype around the Thunder actually being a top six team in the West and making the playoffs, not even have to play in a play-in, I think it's going to be a conversation for the rest of the season. So as long as he can avoid injury. It probably is a good bet, and I'm probably going to be complaining about it here in like three weeks when he's minus 355.
0: Yeah, and I will say the timing of me writing it coincided with him hitting minus 200 at some other sports books and just seeing that, you know, DraftKings still has it at minus 155. I just think it's like this is probably the best number you're going to get on him for a while. Um, and you know, it's, it's not the plus 300 you would've gotten before the season, but it's not horrible to lay, you know, yeah. three units to win two, if you have to. Nope. Um, and, and I just kind of think like, like you said, the injuries are a concern, but I do think it's just a race to February. Cause I think if he gets the all-star nod, I think he's going to win. Even if he were to miss like the rest of the season, I don't think I could be completely wrong. This could make me look like an idiot. I don't think rookie of the year has the same 65 game thresholds that the other uh, rewards do
2: oh god uh no you know you're not an idiot because the nba didn't (laughs) didn't make this easy and they only selected like a few awards that applies to right uh minimum games because i
0: do think that was kind of an incentive for like the all nba guys to play and I, i think that yeah um let's see rookie of the year 65 regular season games oh you have to play 65
2: yeah, if maybe, it is sixty
0: five, I think he only has to play twenty eight more. Games. How many more games does he have to play to get there? Like that, the the bet to me is a race to to the sixty five. If that is the case,
2: even yeah, if that is even the case, so yeah, like, we'll just leave it with uh, hey, double check on that one before you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before you go and yeah. make your bet, but you're you're right. I think even if he even if he did somehow get hurt, like he's still probably going to get to that game count, mm-hmm. um, so it wouldn't really matter much, anyways. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I think it's a good time to talk about Rookie of the Year because there's a very good chance that we're not talking about it much for the rest oh, wait, of the Oh, wait, sorry.
0: I, I, let me let me just, let me help. It says, on ESPN, it says, a player who fails to play in 65 games during the regular season is ineligible for five awards, but all Rookie and Rookie of the Year are not included. Okay, there you go. All right, yeah. good, good. Zach found it. He Googled, he Googled it for you, everybody. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We got I, it. I, just, right. I just typed in a better search.
2: <laughs> wait, so it, it's, it's, so it is every other award?
0: I believe so. I believe it's everything but the rookie. Okay.
2: I actually I actually thought there was a couple for some
0: reason. Which is why like that makes me like it even more because I think he could play forty-five games, be an all-star, and then I don't think he's losing it.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, especially especially if he's named to it and Wemby's not. Yeah. Right. But that seems there's still a fan vote involved with this, right? We've switched I can't know I don't even know what the all the all-star game works this year because they've switched it around again, right? We're back to East or West. We're not doing a draft again. Yeah. Uh, so there's all that nonsense. I, I, I guess as long as fans are involved, I find it a hard time believing that Yama is not going to be a part of the team too. But well, they vote for the
0: starters only, right? Yeah,
2: I think so. Oh, that's another one. Check your all star. No, I don't even. I don't even think. I get what you're saying with that point though. And when it comes to betting on this award, I don't even think that that uh, that will matter that much. Like you said, as long as Chet makes it, uh, makes makes that. Um, and continues doing what he's doing. I think they're all set. Um, All right, let's take a break here. We'll come back. We'll talk about all the bets we're liking on today's card.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
1: Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: Welcome back to Hardwood. Handicapper Zach Cohn, Kelly Bidlin here. Take a moment, hit pause. Go down there, give us five stars, give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, leave us one star if you hate it so much. Let us know what we can do better. Uh, Sorry, JVT's not here today. You got to deal with me and Zach uh, Googling things uh, while we uh, try to do a show. It's all good. Uh, All right, Zach, let's move on to today's card. Actually, a rather large one after after the five games on Christmas. Uh, We got plenty to work through today. We'll start top of the rotation here. Magic at the Wizards tonight. The magic right now. Seven and a half point road favorites as we record this. It is 2.43 p.m. Eastern time uh, as we record this. Uh, Seven and a half point favorites, 237 and a half to 238 and a half. Looks like you're going to be able to find
0: total on this game. Did you have anything here? I only played Franz Wagner to score over uh, 22 and a half points. And I also played a half unit on the alt total of over 24 and a half. He's averaging 31 points per game against them in two meetings this year. I just think that this is going to probably be a high-scoring game, and if that's the case, someone on Orlando is going to have to score. He's proven that he can do it in this specific matchup, so I thought that was a pretty pretty low number for a player like him. You know, this is actually a somewhat conflicting game for me because I do think like the total seems really high for a Magic team that plays very good defense, but it's just really a clash of the styles here with the Wizards being you know, a high-paced team, really bad defensive team. So it's, it's an interesting game.
2: Yeah, it re- it really is. Um, I kind of stared at this for a while too, uh, just just like you're talking about of just the conflicting styles. I think are going to make me stay away. But the, uh, you know, injuries real quick. With Jonathan Isaac's out, Mar- you know, Marco Fultz continues to be out uh, for the Orlando Magic, and then we have what Jalen Suggs is questionable for tonight. Kuzma's on the injury report. Looks like he will go in this game though for the Wizards. Man, as much as I hate the Wizards, this is—I I am passing on a couple where I think I like my numbers would say fire. I think like the Wizards catching seven and a half is too much uh, at home right now against this Magic team that has been struggling a little bit more mm-hmm. here recently. It is—it is, reg- is kind of hitting that regression point. I thought we were going to see, so I would lean towards the Wizards in the points. Actually, I ain't betting it, but that, that's where that's where I would lean to uh, lean toward in this one. I like your play though. The rim protection going to be lacking. Uh, for the Wizards, Franz, I I love watching him play. He, he's a guy had a most improved player, uh, uh, most most improved bet on from the before the season started. And man, watching watching him just work in the paint sometimes is is a uh, is a pretty pretty special. So I think mm-hmm. him up against the Wizards, I like that prop, uh, play. I might even tell you on that one. Um, okay, next up we got Nets at Pist- uh, Pistons. The Nets right now six to six and a half point favorites on the road. This total 229 and a half to 230.5. and a half. Zach, any interest on uh, trying to break snap the streak again
0: with the Detroit Pistons? <laughs> I, I had a lean to the under here, but I didn't end up taking it. Mostly, I just don't want to watch this game, to be honest with you. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I, I do think that Pistons' offense is a disaster. I think the Nets are kind of a team that can struggle on any given night. I, I will say, like, like I, if the this is the type of game where the Pistons might end the losing streak and no one's really talking about it. Like, you know, a a spread of five to seven in a game where there's not any expectations on them. I honestly think the expectations kind of got to them in that Jazz game. Like everyone in the world thought they were going to win that one. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is the type of game where they end up uh, breaking it, but not, not to the point where I feel like betting it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah I, I yeah i completely agree with what you just said i do i do think that was in their head against the jazz uh the jazz game now i guess this is another this is another monumental one right because they currently share the record right for single season longest uh losing streak yep i believe so yeah so this is uh this would be the big one because you don't want to hit the what is it the 76ers have the longest losing streak but it was over the course of two seasons i believe so that's oh. the one where they could hit that number, but I think it was over the course of two seasons. So um, we'll have to, uh, yeah, that that might be a big uh, big one for the Pistons here again tonight, uh, just to try to avoid that. Timberwolves and Thunder, this will be a great game uh, to watch here tonight. Uh, real quick, Carl Anthony Towns, questionable for this one. We don't have an injury uh, update on him quite yet. Uh, as we're recording this, Jalen Williams also questionable on the Oklahoma City side. Josh Giddy was questionable. Looks like he's been upgraded, though, for this game. Right now, Thunder sitting as anywhere between one and a half and two and a half point favorites. Two twenty seven and a half to two twenty eight and a half. So you're going
0: to see the total. Uh, anything you had here, Zach? No, I didn't have anything. I mean, like, it feels like a light number for a really good Western Conference team hosting, uh, you know, another really good Western Conference team. But I, I, I've i been burned on taking two, ga- uh, fading Minnesota twice in a row in a, in a game just like this. And I've kind of learned my lesson. So I, I, I'm staying away from it. But yeah, this is another type of the game where like they have a chance to go out and prove to everyone that they are absolutely elite. And I already kind of think that they have but they're, you know, the, 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 futures market is not suggesting that. So.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Uh, okay. 10 and five in their last 15 games, uh, plus 8.5 net rating in Minnesota, 14 and three plus 8.4 net rating, non-garbage time minutes. Uh, that is second and third in the NBA over that time, over that time, um, dating back to mid November. So a little about pa- past five weeks, uh, is that range. So, I'm with Those are two, two of the best teams in the Western Conference right now. Uh, this number feels pretty on point to me. Um, I do expect you're going to see, especially if no Carl Anthony Towns. Gobert might gobble up about 20 rebounds tonight, but uh, his player prop is uh, probably set appropriately at like uh, 12 and a half or something like that, something ridiculous like that. But yeah, I don't think side total. I didn't really have much here. It's going to be a great game uh, to watch. Grizzlies, Pelicans. Move on to that one. This number is down to Pelicans are about four and a half point favorite. Uh, Pretty much painted 229 and a half is what you're seeing. Total wise for this game. Zach, this is a game I got. We got involved or I got involved in at least. Uh, What was that last week? I'm going to be passing on this one today. I think I would still be leaning Pelicans, though, before I went to Grizzlies um i'm sure if jvt was here he probably liked the grizzlies i didn't read it i didn't read his article today but uh <laughs> if you if you read one i bet you, i'm not a guess there's a chance there's a grizzlies bet on it
0: yeah i mean i had the grizzlies the last time they played but that was strictly because i thought the number was too big it was eight and a half i think that right. it's priced more accurately today i think four and a half if you want to go on the pelicans i wouldn't blame you i i did end up pl- taking the over at 230 which is available uh 229 and a half now I just kind of think that the last time they played, they combined to score 228. I thought the Grizzlies were missing a lot of open looks from three in that one. And I did think that the game was played at a pretty up and down pace. And I don't think that that's going to change here. I think that with job back in the lineup for Memphis, they're playing at the pace of, you know, the third ranked adjusted offense in the league. So he has com- kind of completely brought them back to where they've been in the past couple of years, where, you know, it's an elite def- elite offensive team, decent defensive team, as opposed to where it was before him. It was a bad offensive team and a, and a- probably a good uh, defensive team. So I think you're probably going to get some good value on some Memphis overs moving forward. And I think it kind of starts here. Okay. All right. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And then yeah, I mean 229
2: and a half. That's all you got to go over. That's where the current numbers at. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Jazz at Spurs. We hit on it a little bit in the rookie of the year conversation. Uh Victor Wembanyama is questionable for this game tonight. Looks like everybody on the Jazz is gonna go, which feels like it's been forever since we've said that. Uh Jazz are three to four point favorites. You'll see out there in the market right now on the road tonight in San Antonio and a whopping total of 242.5 uh, to, let's see, 240.5 to 242.5 I see out there right now if you want to get involved in the total.
0: Zach, anything there? The total uh,
2: that, that, that feels a little high to me. High.
0: I, I have the jazz minus two and a half as a best bet. I would still play it at minus three and minus three and a half Probably draw the line at four. Although I don't really know why, <laughs> but I, the, the jazz uh, five and two both straight up and against the spread over the last seven games. I wrote it in my column and visa.com today. Both of these teams are bad teams, but the difference is that Utah plays with a certain purpose and structure every night. And I do think that they play, you know, for the most part, competitive basketball, Uh, one of the things they do really well is they crash the offensive glass. I don't think that a bad team like San Antonio really wants to deal with that type of, you know, tenacity and scrappiness. And I just think that the Jazz having all their guards back is kind of a game changer now. I think that's going to really help them, you know, offensively. And it was kind of a borderline top 15 offensive team when they were healthy. Yeah, I think that's a good
2: call. Um, I might want to see it for a game uh, or two here, but I I think a turn, a turn to looking more at the Jazz here with every, with them finally getting back to healthy. I think you're going to get some value on some numbers. They are, uh, let's see, they have won five out of their last seven. Now, not exactly over the greatest opponents on the planet, but still, like you said, I think now that you're getting now they're getting everybody back healthy, I think you're going to get some value in some of these numbers go, uh, over the at least over the next few games with the Jazz. So uh, that one ju- jumping in on that side tonight, I think makes a lot of sense
0: just checking I saw Zach Collins uh and I would say if, in terms of the total I'd rather be on jazz team total than the game total just because there are you know just complete clunkers from the Spurs occasionally
2: no t- yeah totally that that's where I, I mean I was that's where I was kind of hinting I think I'd be looking under for the game if anything I hear you if you went jazz team total over you know you're especially if Wemby is not going to be in there you're not going to be getting much resistance uh from the Spurs defense there so Uh yeah, wouldn't mind that look at all. And yeah, the Jazz. Yeah, Zach. I don't know if I can get there tonight, but I hear. (laughs) I I hear. I definitely lean to that side too. there's no way I can play the Spurs tonight. It would be it would be Jazz or Pass. I do think the Jazz will be a strong look uh as we move uh forward um here with some of their games. All right. Next up we got Pacers at the Rockets. Rockets right now, two and a half to three point uh home favorites. We have Bruce Brown has been ruled out for this game. Uh sorry, total in this one is two thirty-eight to two thirty eight and a half. Anything you had here?
0: I had a pretty big play, two unit play on the Rockets minus two and a half. I, I thought that this number seemed really low considering Indiana's <laughs> one and six. <laughs> Let's make that a pod play, Zach, because I'm on it, too. Let's go. Yeah, I, Indiana's 1-6, both straight up and against the spread in the last seven games. I think that the buzz from this team is completely worn off from the in-season tournament. I think teams have kind of figured out how to defend them a little bit in the half court. And I also just think, like, they're losing more of these shootouts than they were earlier in the year. And then they're just kind of getting shut down more often than they ever have. So, yeah. you know, you go against a Nalakic team that I do think is an elite defensive team. I think that they're going to do a decent job of shutting down Indiana. And I think that the way the Pacers play defense is going to make the Rockets look much better than they are offensively, especially without Bruce Brown, who's the best perimeter defender that Indiana has. So this felt like a really uh, light number, especially with Houston being 12-2 and at home this year.
2: Yep, completely agree. Uh, Grabbed this last night, laid two and a half last night, three. I would absolutely be on that as well. Um, I'm with you. I like this play tonight. Uh, I don't know that I've been – uh, as high on the Rockets as you and JVT, definitely not as you and, and I mean, you know, you, shit, you've been right way, way more than I have with that so far. Uh, but this Rockets team, especially at home, uh, just playing great so far, going back to December 1st, Houston seven and four uh, just straight up plus four point zero net rating and non garbage time minutes. That is 10th best in the NBA uh, in the meantime, Indiana. 5 and 6 uh is their record during that time minus 4.7 net rating uh over that time that is 22nd in the NBA. I am totally with you on this Indiana team. Um it just some some of that some of that shine that we loved uh from them in the in-season tournament heading into the in-season it just feels like it's faded a little bit a little bit. You're going to be without Bruce Brown tonight and guess what your defense hasn't gotten any better. That's still been a problem the entire that, that it's still it's still been bad it was bad at the beginning of the season. It's still bad today. It's one of the worst, if not the worst defenses in the NBA. Um, so even if you're concerned, like I often am about some of the offensive production that Houston, how how consistently is Houston going to be able to put out uh, that, that quality of offensive production when you're going up against a defense like this? I do like this bet tonight as well. So that is a pod play for me and Zach, both of us on the Rockets uh, here tonight. In Houston. Okay, next up, Hawks at the Bulls. This is a 8-10 Eastern tip time right now. Atlanta, you're going to see this anywhere between a pick'em to Atlanta, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, injury update time. We have Trey Young is questionable. I did see a report he was at shoot-around, though. Uh, Let's see, AJ Griffin out. Uh, DeAndre Hunter out. And... We have, oh, Jalen Johnson upgraded to probable today. Okay, I did not, I actually didn't (laughs) know that he was coming back today. Um, We got Vooch is questionable for the Bulls. So that is an important one to pay attention to. Anything that you did in this matchup tonight, Zach?
0: I took the the Bulls uh, plus one. I mean, it doesn't make a difference. I I think the Bulls are going to win the game outright. And all the numbers kind of will suggest that if you needed to take it. But um. Yeah, I mean, like I, I wrote about it. I think that the Hawks are going to be sparked in a big way by Jalen Johnson. I just don't know if it's going to be in this exact spot. I, like we've talked about a few times now. I know, you, I know you got on the wrong side of them the one time they lost, it feels like. But Chicago, 8-4 and four straight up, 10-2 and two against the spread in the last 12. Uh, really kind of a top 15 team in both offense and defense in that span. The Hawks are a really good offensive team, but still a really bad defensive team. So I kind of just think that, you know, I think I just trust the bulls to get more stops in this game than I do the Hawks, especially at home. Uh, yeah, I just, and Chicago has been really reliable in the past 68 and 40 against teams with losing records under Billy Donovan. So this kind of feels like a spot where I trust the bulls.
2: Guess what, Zach? (laughs) I play, we got another one. All right. I'm on the, I'm on the Bulls side as, uh, as well. Uh, just, uh, I'm reeling a little bit because uh, I didn't know that Jalen Johnson was coming back. today. Yeah. I didn't know he had gotten cleared. But I'm with you. I don't know that we should expect to see a heavy a heavy load out of him tonight. And I do think he will make this team better. For what we saw from him early in the season was really, really quite incredible, actually. Um, but the man, this Atlanta team, it, it is. I don't know why you're trying to be like the Indiana Pacers, but that's what it feels like. Like it is. I don't know why you're completely giving up on trying to play any kind of defense whatsoever. But they are. I when you're going to play in this kind of style, they are incredibly inconsistent. And you know when you know the defense isn't there, it's easy to attack them on a, uh, night in, night out. I mean, this team has been. Arguably the most disappointing team in the NBA to me this season. I think we all had bets uh, right on the Hawks of some kind, either over win totals or win to the division. What an absolute disaster! At least in my in my opinion, it's been so far uh, this season for Atlanta. And the shocker—I mean, this Chicago thing is just is just bizarre. I mean, the fact that you you know you've had Zach Levine out, this team is playing better, like you said, but basically a top fifteen team offensively and defensively over the past month um they're putting together uh consistently here uh i, I like to play it i like to side on the bulls as well so i'm on that i'm on that i bet that last night just when i saw they were a home dog i, I was yeah. getting a point point and a half i d- just didn't add up right away to me so i did bet that last night so that is two zach and i are on together i only had two bets tonight Those, that's it rockets and bulls i right. love it to hear that uh that zach's on both sides as well uh but we're gonna keep on rolling card doesn't end there uh, two late games tonight on the West Coast. Got the Kings at the Blazers, 7-10. Uh, this is 7-10 Pacific time, 10-10 Eastern time. Kings up to eight-point road favorites for this game, 236.5 to 237.5 is where you're going to see the total. Zach, don't know if you had anything here. Aiden is questionable. Shaden is sharp, questionable. Malik Monk, questionable. Uh, I'm still in the camp of I'd probably be looking Blazers or pass, but I'm passing.
0: Yeah, I, I'd lean Blazers and I'd lean under, but I've had really bad reads on both these teams all year. I mean, the one thing I will say though is that if Monk doesn't play, that's a huge blow to the Kings, and I'd probably yeah. want to jump on the Blazers if it were available at a similar price. Like they really need his ability to score the ball. Like I, I saw it last game. It's just it's not as good of an offensive team as it was last year. Even though Keegan Murray's gotten a lot better, there's there's just something missing.
2: I I completely agree and. Going back, I want to go back to your statement that you started that with. These, I, I'm with you. These are two, not two of. They're not complete stayaways, but these are two of the tougher teams for me to get a solid read on as well. I just don't think. I don't think the Blazers are as bad as the market, you know, is trying to tell you they are. Um, and yes, this. I think you just described the Kings perfectly from what I've from what I've seen so far. I mm-hmm. the offense isn't isn't as quite as good. And, but I mean, deer Fox is still incredible. They still have actual, they still have stars. that are probably underrated in this league playing on this team. So uh, I'm with, I'm with you on that one. And then Hornets Clippers to round out tonight. This is Clippers 12, 12 and a half right now. Kawhi listed as questionable. Uh, did not play uh, in their last game We've got Brandon Miller listed as questionable on the Charlotte side of things total in this one 227 a half 228 is what you're going to see out there absolute pass for me on this one this Hornets team uh, talk about teams that are tough to figure out I'm interested in this Hornets team when LaMelo Ball ever gets back on the court uh, until then I think it will be passes or bets against for me uh, on them Zach do you have anything here
0: I don't. I mean, I've been considering playing the plus 12. It's just such a big number. And like, if it does feel like Kawhi could be out. I mean, these, these like got this mysterious injury again, where Ty was yeah. going up to the podium and calling it day to day, and then he's missing two in a row. Like, like that doesn't sound good to me with him. So I, I, there's a chance I play the 12 and just hope that that, you know, Kawhi's not playing. Yeah.
2: Pro- probably a good thing. JVT's not on this podcast today because that's kind of the read I'm getting out of the Clippers camp as well. And I think that game against Boston was a good example of, hey, this is like, I I, th- I mean, it's Clippers are a really good team. They are a really good team, but kind of got the vibe. If there's no Kawhi on the court, can this team really keep up, you know, with some of the other top, top tier teams? And I'm just not sure. I'm not sure that they can. I'm not sure the rest of this team. It, it, it took. It took, what, three weeks for all of them to really gel. We saw that for a good a good amount of time. Now you're talking about Kawhi potentially missing, you know, I don't want to say extended time here, but sometime, if any time he misses, I completely throws off a, a lot of things that they've been working on putting together here over the past month or so since James Harden's gotten there. So uh, I'm with you. It definitely wouldn't be, I wouldn't be looking towards the Clippers. This one when one I crossed off the card right away. I had absolutely no interest in this one. Um Okay, well, let's do our little
0: Best Bet Recap.
2: I can't believe that worked out. I didn't even know what that <laughs> sounded it was going to be completely like. All right, Best Bet Recap for me. It's Rockets minus 2.5, Bulls plus 1.5. I know Zach's on both those. What else did you bet, Zach?
0: Sorry, Bulls plus 1, uh, over 230 in Grizzlies Pelicans. Jazz minus 2.5 against the Spurs. Rockets minus two and a half. I put two units on it. You don't have to, no pressure. And then I also <laughs> took uh, Franz Wagner over 22 and a half points and over 24 and a half at plus 130. I put a half unit on the uh, alternate one.
2: Okay, I like it. I like it. I definitely think uh, just a little tip for betters out there. If you are betting player props like that, if you are uh, you know depending on what kind of edge you see bet the edge right you do get a chance to bet some of these alter you know alternate prop numbers take advantage of that so if it's if it's something you do with sides and totals there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing the same thing with player props so i think that's a smart move by you zach i do that uh fairly often as well when i hit up player props all right that's gonna do it for for us today good luck on all your bets we will be back tomorrow i believe JVT will be with us you should have all th- all three of us you here tomorrow zach yeah i'll, I'll be on tomorrow us. I know we, we got a little bit of a rocky schedule over like the next yeah. week. We're like, you know, we, we actually might take a day off or something. You know, you know a couple of us here and there. So uh, three of us should all be back tomorrow. Until then, good luck with all your bets. We'll see you then.